Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And look, take our advice. Just go in and stock up on the Oktoberfest now. You might as well. You know you're going to drink it. You might as well stock up. You don't want them to run short. Oktoberfest, one of the more... I'd say better sellers they have every year. It's this time of the year. People love it. Yeah, and they get a lot of those IPAs that are seasonal, so you get into those, you know, some of those pumpkin-flavored beers as well and so much more. Yeah. So many different brands and uh, regionally brewed brew, you know, brewed beers. Uh, uh, they're able to bring them in, and you can, uh, you know, take a turn on this flavor. Oh, let's try this IPA next time. So, yeah, just great variety they have there. All at Brewers Outlet, and they have wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And that pickle bar is second to none. Anyone talk about flavors there? Over a dozen? Well over a dozen flavors yeah. in the pickle bar. Buner, Old Bay, Bob, big fan. Well, oh, he is now. <laughs> he is now. I mean, my goodness. See, that would be Dick Girardi. I mean, like Old Bay's on everything. Oh, great. You know, Jordy's, you know, Jordy's a Maryland guy. That's right. You know? Okay. French fries, Old Bay. Okay. Ice cream sundae, Old Bay. Oh, nice. I don't know, Dick. Cheerios, right. Old Bay. <laughs> Old Bay. <laughs> All right. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. The 3-1. Swung on. There it goes to right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 300. A Stantonian home run. Giancarlo Nosi Postopalo. He drills a two-run home run to right. And the Yankees take a 2-1 lead. Yankees lost. All right, so uh, let's... Uh... <laughs> okay, they lost. 84-50, uh... and 50, but tonight they take on Detroit. Ironically enough, they are 54-80. and 80. Yeah, no. And Phillies get a series going this weekend with the Cubs. Nick Pavetta and Jose Quintana tonight. Yeah. Well, no, no. Three behind the Braves. Well, the Braves next week, I think, have the Red Sox. But they're probably not going to get, well, they definitely won't get Chris Sale. And they're not going to get uh, David Price. <laughs> so, bad luck for the Phillies. And actually, last night the Cubs were in Atlanta, and it was part of it was a makeup game last night. So, yeah, the Cubs helped them out last night. So, yeah. All right, so that's the standings. Uh, today they had a luncheon at the Penn Stater for Russ Rose, the Penn State women's volleyball coach, who was guided the Nittany Lions to seven national championships. 
The reason for the luncheon was this is the 40th anniversary of Russ Rose as a head coach at Penn State. 40. He's the winningest coach in the history of the game. He does things his way. He uses humor. He is very direct. He does not pull a punch. And in the end, he makes everyone understand that if he does it his way, it'll be the winning way. If you listen to him, you will find out that the opportunity to make yourself better as a player and make yourself better as a team is going to happen. What makes Russ Rose so impressive, you hear about NFL coaches over the years like Mike Holmgren, uh, Andy Reid, and their coaching trees. Look at Russ Rose. Players that have played for Russ Rose that have gone on to coach college volleyball. Now, obviously, I've known Russ for... Almost 40 years. <laughs> uh, golfed a few rounds with him along the way, too. <laughs> uh, the what? And golfed a few rounds with him along the way, too. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Had some fun conversations along the way. Neither one of us lets the other win. Uh, <laughs> we, we, okay? we play to win. Uh, but, you know, it's it's when you look at him... He has a way of doing things, and it's his way. And guess what? It's a way that works. Okay? And that's the whole key to it. The fact is, what he has done over the years has worked. And I asked him one time about, I said, I said, times change. Uh, Sometimes, you know, and then, you know, I said, there are all different methods of coaching. How, if any way, have you adapted? And he said, Steve, I've always felt they had to adapt to me. And that's the way he's gone about it. He also has had the incredible ability to take teams. Now, he had one one team win four straight national titles. Now, in essence, it was really one, one group that won three in a row. A lot of ways, it was a new group that won that fourth one. That, that was kind of a that was miraculous when they did that, actually. So it was the you know, the Megan Hodge, Alicia Glass, you know, same setter, same big time players, same, a lot of the same supporting cast every year. So they won three in a row, and he had the great ability of making each team in that run feel like they were starting over with a new season in front of them and they were not there would be no carryover from the year before. He also structures his practices in such a way that when you get to the game you feel like you can handle anything. I mean, to say uh, how much I personally like and respect Russ Rose would be an understatement because again, I've been around and again, if you know part of it too is look Russ, there's a good probability, you know, because when you've known somebody for a long time, you know, that, you know, I mean, look, when Russ and I talk, it's very frank, very blunt, and it's also between the two of us. Okay? So, 
He is really he is a very very intelligent guy who has the ability to understand his personnel, know what works, strategically what works, and of course you see him writing notes every game. You know what he's doing. You know what that note is in that notebook, don't you? That he has? Because you see him writing all the time on the sideline. Those are his stats. He says, yes, I have stat people. Yes, I have analytics people. He says, yeah, I've got all that. He says, but I'm writing down my own personal stats. He says, because that is, in the end, what I trust. It really is an interesting study if somebody ever wanted to really study someone highly successful that has been able to span eras and when you have the players of the 80s 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Because I interviewed several of them today for a TV feature we're doing on them. Okay? Is that they all say the same things about him. Which tells me that every era he is treated the same way. And we talk about, quote, kids changing all the time, changing all the time. You know, you need to adapt to today's kids. And I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. Russ said to me, he says, hey, look, they have to adapt to me. Well, there have been a lot of young women over the years that have adapted to him and have had really, really successful lives because of it. So congratulations to him. Look, days like these are not among his favorites, okay? He's got a match tonight with Temple, and then tomorrow night they have Texas A&M at 8 o'clock in Rec Hall. And tonight with te- uh, Temple is 7.30. And then tomorrow, Texas A&M is at 8 o'clock. Uh, being feeded, being honored, uh, being uh, the s- absolute center of attention is not his bag. It's not his deal. Now he had to put up with it today because <laughs> they had over, they had, I would, geez, I'm going to say they must have had over 750 people in that room today. Well, I know what that room seats for for the football banquet. So they, I'm going to say they had about 500 to 600 in that room today for him. 500 to 600. You know, and I talked to Micah Hancock today. I talked to Terry Zemitis today. Now, Terry was terrific because Terry interned for me at the radio station years ago. And she just flew in from Chicago, like, this morning to be here. And we talked to a wide range of people. So it's great that Russ Rose was honored today. Uh, I believe they're going to say something about him at the football game tomorrow. Look, when he was, I believe he's supposed to go out there. When he goes out there, he is going to get a huge, huge ovation. This will be a chance for everybody in that stadium to tell him exactly how much they've appreciated what he has accomplished over four decades. Also tomorrow, 
Do you know this? I don't think a lot of people know this. Do you know who the honorary captain is tomorrow for the game? I have not heard. That's because a lot of people haven't heard. Matt Millen is the honorary captain tomorrow. I believe he'll be on the field for the coin toss. Then he'll have to get back up to the booth because he's doing the game. I think he's doing the game with Kevin Kugler tomorrow. But that is, uh, again, same thing, showing their appreciation for him. I mean, Matt's going through a lot right now. And I think it's really cool. And I believe the honorary captain for Kent State, I believe, is going to be John Capaletti. Because it has now been 45 years since he won the Heisman. Did I ever tell you my John Capaletti story? It's been a while. Okay, about the tickets? You don't know this At one, tra- do Yeah, I, do, I, I think... Uh... I may be able to reverse this one back to you. I think uh, he was ahead of you as you were yeah. touring yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, near the yeah. elevator, and they yeah. were having <laughs> he's having we're, trouble we're, getting we're, in. <laughs> we're in line, and I'm standing back there, and John looks back and goes, Hey, Steve. Hey, Jack. I say, Hey, John. How are you? Good. And Truman takes the tickets. And Truman now. Now, we have press passes. So John's in a, in a line to the right, and we're to the left. And we're going to go over and get our stuff looked at before we go in. And Truman scans the ticket, nothing. Scan, nothing. Scan, nothing. Scan. So, so he says, hey, can you give me another ticket? Yeah, so John gives him another ticket. Scan, nothing. Scan, nothing. Scan, nothing. And finally, I looked over and said, Truman, we've had one Heisman Trophy winner in the history of school. I said, let him in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. If you want to have a fun day and have less than perfect credit, you have to drive a Hyundai from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 17 2018 Hyundai Elantras picked out for anyone who has less than perfect credit. Every new Hyundai comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty and Hyundai insurance. Sunbury Motors Hyundai will work hard to get you approved on a brand-new Hyundai Elantra. Bankrupt, divorced, slow pay should not be an issue at Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Why settle for a used vehicle when you can bring your bruised credit to Sunbury Motors Hyundai. 17 2018 Hyundai Elantras picked out for anyone who has less than perfect credit. If you want to have a fun day and have less than perfect credit, you have to drive a Hyundai from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the Black Building on North 4th Street in Sunbury. 17 2018 Hyundai Elantras picked out for anyone who has less than perfect credit. If you want to have a fun day and have less than perfect credit, you have to drive a Hyundai from Sunbury Motors Hyundai. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Well, there are big games coming up this weekend uh, right out of the gate, which is good. West Virginia, Tennessee, Washington, Auburn, Michigan, Notre Dame, 
LSU, Miami, and Virginia Tech, Florida State. Yes, the King will join us to talk about all that in just a few moments. Uh, The Phillies have the Cubs tonight coming up, and the Phillies need to find something here. Now, look, there's still time. How many games the Phillies have left? 28? Does that sound right? 71 and 62. So, 71 and 62, so that's what? 133. 29? So you had 29 games. Yeah, okay. That was close. 29 games. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and let's see what they can do with this thing. Because um, I believe that, you know, it's, uh, I think they've got enough pitching to get there. Still, my big concern is always going to be how much offense do they have. I just don't know. I mean, that part's been sporadic all year, but it you know they've had enough when they've needed it. But their their batting average still isn't great. You know, look, there's a lot of things about this that. Remember, they're a year ahead. How about that? They are a year ahead um, of where we thought they'd be. Yeah, and there's that's fair, and there's fair some. Enough. That's fair enough, right? It's definitely fair. Absolutely, a lot of people thought, yeah, let's give them, uh, let's give Gabe a year and then go from there. But, uh, uh, but it's just frustrating. A lot of times you'd see Carlos Santana up there underperforming, and oh, we pay too much for Santana. But then he swings that grand slam on uh, Wednesday night to uh, spearhead them to uh, get the win. But who would have thought they'd bring in uh, Jose Batista, who actually played a big role in that Mets win up at Bowman Field a couple Sunday nights ago against uh, the Phillies, and now he's now he's with the team. Had a key single on top of that uh, uh, Santana Grand Slam on Wednesday night. But I love Roman Quinn. That kid can just flat-out fly out there in the diamond. So. <laughs> well, you know, you've heard, uh, you've heard Wheels and I talk about Roman Quinn. Because I uh, remember he was telling the story about it. I think he went with Dave Montgomery to uh, see in Reading. Because Montgomery wanted to look at some prospects. And he said he told he, – I guess he told Dave, he says, look, he said – I guess he meant Steve Jones said we should be watching this Roman Qu- Qu- Quinn kid. They're like, hey, we can see why. <laughs> so, Because you know how much I liked him at Williamsport. I mean, I just felt like he just did I – mean, and back at Williamsport he was a shortstop. He disrupted every game he was in. Yeah, I watched the Spikes one night make four errors because of him. Goodness gracious. Because of him. One guy. Guy's throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah, he can do that. He's got that ability. But can he put the ball in play enough to be... Even more effective. We'll find out. It's going to be a big stretch run for them. Look, they've got a shot. They've got a shot. And Quinn is in the lineup tonight. He is your leadoff hitter and in and right field. Quinn Hoskins Hernandez, Ramos Santana Cabrera, Kingry Herrera Pavetta tonight. And let's remember something else. Tomorrow you can expand the rosters to 40. You can have all the specialists you want. You want three pinch runners? You got three pinch runners. 
Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. Beverage Supermarket. Specials through Tuesday, natural light and natural ice, 30 packs, $13.95. Bud Light Rita's 12-pack cans, $11.98. Yingling Oktoberfest, 12-pack bottles, $10.95. And new Belgium 12-pack cans, $9.95. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And the specials now through Tuesday. Natural Light and Natural Ice 30-pack cans, $13.95. Bud Light Reed is 12-pack cans, $11.98. Yingling Oktoberfest 12-pack bottles, $10.95. New Belgian 12-pack cans, $9.95. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And yes, the home of the Pickle Bar, which is indeed second to none lit by the barrels and the dills. Friendly wagers are settled sometimes by pickles. Yeah, that's right, right, Kevin? Right? Settled, yeah, it's settled, all right. <laughs> the first year I won, right? So, oh, you know what this is? Yeah, the end that's of August. The first year, second year, it's my two-year anniversary of being on your show. Which is the day that Ryan Michael Jones was born. My grandson's really? two today. Well, I mean, uh, actually, the anniversary was last week when you were shut down, but, oh, that's neat. (laughs) So, I didn't know that, but two years on your show. Well, people love you. In fact, you know, a lot of people would like to see you have the show and me guest on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if April April Fool's Day lands on a Friday next year, we'll have to make that happen. (laughs) We'll do that. Well, yeah, we get hours of him every week. What about the brother? Let's hear more of him. No, it's fun. All right. So, oh, no, it's a lot of friendly wagers. So, what's the wager this year that we won't collect? Oh, pickles. <laughs> More pickles. Come on. More pickles. <laughs> yeah. Stick with the winner. <laughs> I'd get a bigger refrigerator. We'll just keep piling them up. Yeah. <laughs> They'll keep making them. Well, I love uh, the first year was that the loser buys dinner and <laughs> my gifts. <laughs> What's the wedding meal? <laughs> I had to drive 750 miles. Yeah. Spend $400 at a hotel. Yeah. yeah. I don't see what the, I don't see the issue is here. Here's your meal. The cookies were I, I, good, though. Remember the I, cookies? They oh, were good. Uh, I'm, trying to figure, good. I'm trying to figure out, based on the story, what the issue is. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? Problem? I, was, I, no problem. I, don't get, I, I don't get the problem at all. No. <laughs> the entertainment uh, was amazing. You and Kathy walked into Uptown Funk. I mean, come on. What else yeah. you want? You know, Absolutely. There were, there were women at our table on their chairs, fired up, clapping, going crazy. My yeah. wife going crazy. Yeah. 
a boogie machine. Yeah. She's out buying her car right now. No, oh, there boy, you go. Boy, I'll tell you what, she is ripping mad right now, boy. Oh, boy. You don't, she's real nice and pretty and great dancer, but don't make her mad. <laughs> she is so mad at the car dealer right now. So. <laughs> oh, it's the end of the month, and they pushed the sale on her, and now the car's not ready. We can pick it up Tuesday. She's down there now. <laughs> just going to watch to the 6 o'clock news. <laughs> see if anything happens. <laughs> see how it turns out? She left there a half hour ago, man. She was, uh. you know, she doesn't swear at all, but boy, she was close. I was like, go ahead. I'll, I'll translate for you. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, all right, let's pick some games here. We got five big ones this weekend. Yeah, we got a nice power five here. All right, so starting tomorrow, ABC 330, we've got Washington and Auburn. So should we let the defending champion go first? I'm in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I haven't a clue. I'm just lucky. But... Washington's got a good running game. Um, Miles uh, Gaskin. Miles Gasco, yeah, he's good. And I, I just think when it's so early like this, athletes like that take over games because it's just early. It'll be a defensive struggle, but I got Washington on the road. I think other than Vita Veda, maybe they've lost one other person on defense and everybody else is back. So even though... They got to go cross country to play in Atlanta, even though it's in Atlanta. It's almost like a de facto home game uh, for Auburn. But uh, I'm going to take Washington also. Good. Penn State had nearly 600 yards against that defense. That is the last actual opposition team I've seen in person. Uh, I'm not enamored with either team, to be frank with you. But Auburn is playing a de facto home game. I'm going to go with Auburn. All right, also tomorrow, same time window, 3.30, and over on CBS, West Virginia and Tennessee. A couple of years ago, I rode Tennessee. It was pretty cool, but um, they're rebuilding now, and that's not too good. West, I despise West Virginia, but they both lost their last three games, but I think West Virginia wins this one on the road. Yep, I've got West Virginia, too. Yeah, down in Charlotte, neutral field. First game for Jeremy Pruitt, head coach, Tennessee. But here's the deal. West Virginia has Will Greer. Tennessee doesn't. West Virginia. Prime time tomorrow night. It is Michigan and Notre Dame. Finally get to see those two play for the first time in four years. Oh, Michigan's got this new quarterback, Patterson, but he's not proven. And people are saying he's just he's the real deal and all that, but... I don't know if you want to play in South Bend as your first game. Um, I, I was real disappointed in Michigan last year, and their total body language, uh, I feel like um, he's lost the team. Uh, I just I, I don't know. I have no idea. But that big deal that went on a couple, three years ago, I think is gone. I think Notre Dame wins this game. A lot of pressure on Jim Harbaugh this year with uh, yeah. Michigan, for sure. Uh, I've got Notre Dame, even though, uh, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. Michigan has not won a road game against a ranked team since 2006. 
And that streak continues, Notre Dame. And we got college football continuing on Sunday night primetime on ABC. You've got Miami and LSU. Interesting. I think Miami is the upcoming team that they've got all their scholarships back now. Um, they, they ended the year with last year with a lot of injuries. So the, the, they had a great year and then they kind of fell off the map, but they had a lot of injuries at the end of the year. And those guys now who filled in are all starters. I think Miami's going to be a powerful team this year. I got Miami. I've got Miami also. Miami's stats last year were not great in any area except for one, and that happened to be turnover margin. Now, can you keep counting on that game in and game out? I'm not enamored with either team, but LSU just seems like they're a mess. So I'll go with the team. Let's see. This is like going in and voting the lesser of two evils. I was rooting for a tie, but that can't happen. I'll pick Miami. (laughs) And we'll wrap up the uh, debut weekend of big-time college football Monday night, Virginia Tech and Florida State. Virginia Tech's defense is totally unknown. I think they have had to fill a lot of spots, and that's a tough, again, for the first game of the year against a very athletic team. It's tough. I'm going to take uh, Florida. Yeah, this is the uh, coaching debut for Willie Taggart at Florida State. Um, I've, in the past, I've picked Virginia Tech a few times, and it's uh, done me well. But uh, no, nah, even though it's his coaching debut uh, at Florida State, I'm going to take the Seminoles. Uh, games at Tallahassee. Francois back at quarterback. That was, you know, I thought with Francois last year, Florida State was probably an eight and four team, but at least he gave them a chance in those games. Having it back's the big factor in this game, not Willie Taggart coaching. And I, because he's at home, it gives him a puncher's chance. I would go Florida State. Yeah, we're only different on one game. Yeah, Washington Auburn. Yeah, so Steve, you'll either be in first place or last place. <laughs> Story of my Sean life. Will be <laughs> Story Have of my you life. been watching Big Brother? I've I've been do, I've had baseball. Jeez, I have not. I've either, I've, I've either been speaking on the road. What did I have? Three and six days. I was out speaking. Yeah. Secretary. Or I've had or I've had a baseball doing? game. What's that secretary doing? I know. I, I, I wish I had a. Right? Uh, no, oh no! I want to. I'd like to have a secretary that like they call up. I'm sorry, Mr. Jones can't do that. That was a yes or no question. Uh, the answer is no. The answer is no. Yeah, I haven't had. I haven't had time to watch anything. I haven't watched Big anything. Brother's unbelievable this year. You got to watch. You guys are missing. You're missing out on the joy of a lifetime. Last night was so exciting. It was like the Super Bowl. <laughs> was it the season finale? No, no, but it was, uh, they had a battle back from the jury house. Oh, it was exciting. Now, does that work like Survivor? Does one person get kicked out every week? Kind it's like... exactly like Survivor. Okay, well, how many are left on the, how many are left in the house? Right now, there's eight. Okay, and it started with how many? Sixteen. So, but the final, it's just like Survivor, and then the jury votes on who the winner is at the end, and they sit and lie to each other, and it's just, you know, 
and then they get mad if they find out somebody was lying to them. <laughs> How could you do that to me? It's like they're, oh, well, it's like they're equivalent <laughs> of tribal council on Survivor. Yeah, yeah. It's it's deception. The only difference here is you are absolutely locked in the house. There's not cameramen all around you. You're there's cameras all around the house, but you're locked inside this house for three months, and you have to. It's a psychological experiment, and how people snap, they can't handle it, you know, and they create alliances, and it's then you got to keep that alliance secret, you know. It's not like you're out in the woods or you can go swimming in the ocean. You're you're stuck in this house. It's so you cool. say. So they're secretly filming the suit. <laughs> what? Uh, emotions, <laughs> alliances, suit. Uh, I mean, uh, forming alliances, secret alliances, stabbing oh. people in the back, <laughs> adding more people to his digital media team. Uh, oh yeah, that that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yesterday he had a meeting with himself. <laughs> he says, I have to meet with the digital media team. Sean and I are looking at each other like, you're the only guy on the digital media team. <laughs> I guess he sat in, he sat in there for like an hour and a half and argued with himself. <laughs> and he had to join there us at the go, end of the show. Psychological experiment. <laughs> then he joined us at the end of the show. He said, everything all right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. So tell me yeah. about Penn State football this year. How how do we look? They're good. Um, that's that's they're they're athletic. I think they're pretty deep in almost every spot. Really? So all all of that helps. Uh, they have a lot of guys on the team that can run, which which is big. When Micah Parsons and Jesse Lucetta come off your bench at your linebacking spots, and they're two of the better athletes you have in defense anyway. That really helps. Getting John Reed back at corner helps because I think it not only helps their corner play, but it also helps their all-important nickel package, which you need in today's game so much because Tariq Castro-Fields and Amani Oyewarie are just two really good long corners. Now you add John Reed into the mix, you feel pretty good about what you have. And Trace McSorley, a quarterback, you feel like you're going to be in every game just because of him anyway. How's the wide my, receiver core? Juwan Johnson, really good. Big-time player. He'll be all Big Ten. Who's going to be the starting running back? Miles Sanders. Okay. He'll, good. he'll start. He'll start. Mark Allen will be second. Ricky Slade will be third. Cool. So are they going to go with a three-back system, or is it going to be a primarily I think it, Sanders? It's mostly going to be Sanders, but other guys will get in there. Yep, I mean, good. I can see Sam, I can see Sanders getting fifteen to twenty carries in a given day. He doesn't need to carry the ball thirty to thirty-five. So doesn't the big question that. is how good is the offensive line? Well, see, that's a part that I think can be a strength of the team. Finally, oh, after all cute. these years, they have a veteran offensive line, and what's really helped that veteran offensive line: Wright, Bates, Mennett, McGovern, Gonzalez, and then the sixth guy, Will Fries. Is they've stayed healthy the entire preseason. You know, not one of those six guys missed a single rep in practice the entire preseason. That Knock on is wood. the key. That's why. That's why I asked uh, James about cohesion on the show last night. Mm-hmm. The reason I asked him about cohesion is because I know that they nobody's missed. 
the key. That was their weakness last year was offensive line because that could could have run for 2,000 yards if he, somebody blocked for him. Well, that's why I think Miles Sanders will run for as many yards. If Miles Sanders stays healthy, he'll run for as many yards as Saquon did last year because of his own personal talent in combination with an older, experienced offensive line. Yep, that's just huge. On any level of football, it all starts right there. If you control that line of scrimmage, you can beat anybody. Oh. Hey Steve, for, hey, Steve, for those who aren't aware, uh, can you shed a little light on the new kickoff rule? All right. Anytime you make a fair catch on a kickoff, anywhere inside the 25-yard line, it automatically comes out to the 25-yard line like it's a touchback. That's really? the new kickoff rule. Uh, for injuries? Yeah, I think that's the reason they're doing it. They're trying to keep the kickoff in play as a play. And they feel in order to save it, they wanted to put this option in there. So they put the option in there. I watched Hawaii, Colorado State. Hawaii actually did fair catch two kickoffs. Uh, and But see, here's the other part. I'm going to be interested to see in the first two weeks how people kick the ball off. Do you just drive it into the end zone? Do you kick it down to the three-yard line? They might fair catch it, it comes out to the 25, or they might try to return it. Or do you squib the ball? Because once the ball hits the ground, the fair catch is off the table. Okay. So I'm going to be interested to see how strategy plays out. That's interesting. How many returns did Barkley have last year? I know I saw one live he, he took, against uh, Indiana. Yeah, he took two back for touchdowns, one against uh, Ohio State, one against uh, Indiana. I mean, it's just so both teams have strategy. What should we do? Do we do we go for the run back or do right. we, uh, 25 is a good spot, you know? Right. 25 yeah. is a good spot. Yeah. See, what happened That's, is that, you know, it was interesting. I always love this, you know. It's like, remember last year how they were praising Belichick for their kickoff strategy down to the three-yard line? Yeah. Like, he, he was some sort of genius. They've been doing that for the last five years in college. Okay? Five years. That's okay, five years. Okay? Okay? I mean, Penn State, that's how Penn State's been doing it. Ohio State, they kick down the two- or three-yard line, where if they tack you the 18, you feel like you've gained seven yards in the play. That's why college has been doing it. And they acted like Belichick invented the concept. I'm like, I said, what the? I said, I said will, you, will somebody out here watch the games? True. Do you think Ohio State's going to be hurt by uh, what's his name's issues? Uh, they'll take Oregon State and they'll run them out. They'll take Rutgers. They'll run them out. Now TCU, the third game down there in Arlington, be a tough game. But I was telling Sean, I was asked the other night in Harrisburg when I was speaking about, you know, how concerned was I about Urban Meyer coming back? his second game and the influence we could have in the Penn State game. And I said, I don't care if he's there or not. <laughs> well, he doesn't play in the game. Well, he doesn't no. play in the game. He doesn't play He doesn't play in the game. And as I told Sean, I can assure you, he doesn't care if I'm there. <laughs> so why should I care if he's there? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he cares if anybody's there. He's That's exactly right. So what, what, the heck, what the heck uh, should I care if he's there? If he's there, great. If he's not, great. I don't care. Uh, I forgot who the head coach was, but boy, he laid Urban Meyer out on the on ESPN. He laid him out. He said he's the most obnoxious 
human being I've ever met in my life, and I hated playing against him. So, hmm. I don't know who he was, and I'm paraphrasing, but um, it was definitely on ESPN. Yeah, so, I can't picture Jim Harbaugh being that blunt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, no, Harbaugh, I'm just, I'm it was a retired just, coach. He was I'm an just, older I'm man. Just, I'm just joking. Yeah. So, uh, I think I can guess who it was. So, I, I have no idea. But I think he I, was I pretty think, angry. So. I, can, I think I can guess. All right. Ooh. Hey, have a great weekend, everybody. We're on tomorrow at two from Beaver Stadium. We'll be listening. Great call tomorrow, Steve. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Have fun. Bye. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.